Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro. I am the glitch, and actually, I came by myself today, so I decided to hire three goons to help me with the episode, because I didn't know what else to do, and you didn't want to hear me listen to me talk to myself, so introduce yourselves. Hey, Mo, we don't know nothing about no podcasting. Shut up, you chowderhead. Hey, why don't you knock it off? Woo, 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 woo. Hey, welcome, guys. Uh, how you doing? Uh, we're great. Uh, what, what are you wanting us to, to podcasting? Uh, so we're uh, going to talk about the Three Stooges for the NES. Are you guys familiar with that game? I don't know nothing about those stooges. You're nothing but a stooge. Woo, 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 woo. Man, you keep hitting that guy in the face. That he deserves guy. it. I'll hit you in the face, too. Oh. <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> so today. Oh, hey, Craig. How's it going? I uh, can't believe you tried to replace me with... I mean, I guess I'm impressed that it took three people to replace me. But today we're talking about the Three Stooges for Nintendo. Yeah, the Three Stooges on the NES, uh, originally released um, by Cinemaware. Cinemaware, yeah. 1989. Uh, this mini game focused video game stars Larry, Moe, and Curly as they attempt to gather enough money to save an orphanage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NES one was developed by Bean Software and uh, published by Activision. Yeah, this is a really kind of an interesting game. There's it's it's there's not really much like it on the Nintendo. No, it it has a bunch of mini games. Is kind of how it is. Um, we can. It's maybe, almost like a virtual board game. Yeah, in a sense. We can go ahead just jump right into the. You want to talk about the gameplay? You want to talk about actually? We should talk about the Three Stooges. Yeah, so, themselves. So for anyone who doesn't mm-hmm. know. I would imagine you're you're probably very young because the Three Stooges is an amazingly popular uh, vaudeville and comedy team that was active from 1922 to 1970, uh, and they're most famous for about 190 short films starring Larry and Moe, with the third being swapped out. Usually, it's Curly or Shemp, uh, who were uh, Shemp was another comedian, and uh, Shemp. Kind of and Curly kind of filled the same role on the Three Stooges. So yeah. basically, the the gimmick of this comedy act is you have these three guys who are typically idiots. You know, I uh, Mo is kind of the leader. He's you know a, a more on the mean side. He hits the others. Not that they don't hit him back, but he typically instigates a lot. Uh, Larry is a little bit on the kind of a more timid, cowardly side almost. Yep. And then you have Curly or Shemp, who's depicted as a big idiot. And, you know, usually gets the the brunt of, you know. Yeah, the, it's a the, lot of physical comedy. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of it's kind of dated now, especially because of the impressions that they did. Curly would dress up and, and drag a lot. They yeah. did blackface. They did Asian yeah, impressions. They, they, Nazi it, stuff. I know Mo did a lot of stuff as, as Hitler for a few episodes. Uh, yeah, there were a, a couple of episodes uh, where, where they were making fun of uh, Hitler. <laughs> and and it's interesting because the, the, the Three Stooges were almost kind of, uh, uh, how would I put it? They, they were very, like, you know, class-minded. So, like, whereas so many other movies and stuff were were sort of aimed at, like, a higher-brow audience, you know, the Three Stooges were were typically, you know, they lived in, like, shanty towns. They The, the three of them were trying to keep down, like, temporary jobs. Yeah, always looking for work. Yeah, they were, they were not very well-to-do. They were always looking to get into money, and they couldn't. And so, you know, it's kind of a, a, a you know, like, there's a lot of gags. Where like you know the 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 cliche joke of them throwing pies at like the 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 dotty you know uh, woman who's like oh bye you know who's like you know <laughs> throwing a party and stuff you know the that whole gimmick is basically because they're kind of you know trying to take take it out of the 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 old people or the not old people necessarily but the you know the 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 rich older crowd you know yeah. and uh, you know they, they 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 it was very funny you know like and don't be wrong you're right there's a lot of you know like things they did in those shorts 
that are culturally yeah. insensitive for sure, you <laughs> know. And but I mean, honestly, you know, and, and you said that, you know, they stuff like that doesn't fly as much today. But like, I don't know, look at something like Family Guy, which is like in South Park, which is very crude and really pushing the envelope as hard as they can. Now, mind you. They're doing that on purpose, and Three Stooges were just like, "Hey, let's make fun of the Chinese." Yeah, this was you know? entertainment at the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, which is is very different, of course, in that sense. But like, you know, I think that the comedy at least holds up, even if the satire and in what in mm-hmm. what they're they're making fun of doesn't always you know hold up. Uh, so the 190 shorts that they did, uh, that was mm-hmm. all through contracted through Columbia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that ran from 1934 to the last episode, which aired in 1959. Yeah, they went for quite a while. And, I mean, the big thing is, is I'm sure that, in fact, I know the Three Stooges are still played today. You know, think channels like Turner Classic Movies would play them. Uh, I know that, at least in years past, I don't know if this is the case anymore because I haven't had cable in a long time. But I think New Year's Day, they would always have marathons of the Three Stooges. On like Turner Classic Movies and stuff. Yeah, does is Turner you can Classic fi- Movies still a channel? It is. Oh, good. You, you good. can find it. And uh, there, there's a channel I'm sure playing Three Stooges at this moment as we're speaking. I wouldn't be so. surprised. Yeah, you know, so it's definitely something you can find on on TV. I don't know if it's on any streaming services or not. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I have all the DVDs, so I I could watch oh, any nice. short I wanted. Anytime. So so before we even get into the like your first uh, uh, experiences with the game, let's talk about experiences just with the Three Stooges. Like, did you watch it when you were younger? Then uh, oh, you yes. have all the DVDs. I imagine you were into it. My dad was a huge Stooges fan. Mm-hmm. Is today? I guarantee, if I drove out to his house right now, he'd be sitting down watching the DVR of recordings of the Three Stooges because <laughs> that's what he does. So I mean, like, we had like a big house. Uh, the whole household mm-hmm. was into the Stooges. Uh, I'm the youngest of three boys. My two older brothers. They're Stooge fans. Mm-hmm. So this was a game that probably my oldest brother Joe got. And it's one of the rare games that the Morelli household would all get together to watch and play. play this game. Like we'd all take turns. Uh, like, oh, t- you know, Tom was good at the boxing game. I was good at the waiter game. My dad would help us with trivia. Like it was just this rare thing that all of us uh-huh. would get together because we all loved the Stooges. In fact, I, in my head, I got a lot of trivia just from knowing, you know, how they progressed throughout the years. So yeah. there's there were technically six and a half Stooges. They'll say six because, um, well, originally they started with Ted Healy. So Ted Healy um, went, got them work in film. Mm-hmm. And it was it started off as Ted Healy and the Stooges. Oh, right, right. So he was kind of their, their lackeys. Mo still was the head of the three. And uh, Ted, he and that, at that time it was Mo, Larry, and Shemp. Right, yeah, because I knew Shemp was uh, yeah. uh, uh, before Curly. He was originally. He's uh, Mo, Shemp, and Curly are brothers. Uh, their last names are Hor- Horowitzky. Oh yeah, that's or right. Hor- yeah, Horowitz, and they went as Howard as their as their stage names. And uh, when they got done doing film, Shemp wanted to just go directly into film, so he did his own solo career. So Ted Healy had Mo get his brother uh, Jerome, which is Curly. Onto the show, and uh-huh. the, and they did an act together. Then Columbia approached the Stooges and said, "Hey, we want to do these these shorts," and so that's how Mo, Larry, and Curly became an act. Oh, okay. And then that's how that started. Well, so Curly got sick, um, and Shemp came back in and took over. I see. Uh, they they did a lot of rehashing of old bits. So there's actually like some shorts that are ones that like. Mo, Larry, Curly did, and then Mo, Larry, and Shemp redid them. And Shemp would just redo all the Curly jokes and gags. That's funny. Uh, then Shemp suffer- suffered a heart attack towards the end of their uh, contract, and they got like a stand-in. So this guy was called uh, Joe Palma, and he was just basically like a body double. Mm-hmm. So this is where that six and a half comes in, because he oh. wasn't really ever credited. It was still Shemp on the screen when they did the intro, they would like recut portions of old bits into the episodes, and then just where they recorded new stuff, they would just have the back of show uh, Shemp's head, like, "Oh, Shemp, go over there," and he'd run <laughs> off screen, and then would just be Mo and Larry doing bits. Uh, so then, uh, <laughs> so funny. after that, uh, uh-huh. they ended up getting uh, Joe Besser to come in and do the third the third person. But uh, story goes that Joe Besser didn't like being hit. Well, I mean, most people don't. So if you watch a lot of the ones with Joe Besser, uh, anytime 
they would get into you know physical violence. Physical violence. Yeah. It never really ha- happened to him because he didn't like being hit. Weird. Yeah, and because I mean, that's kind of the act. It's weird that like. You know, it's like, hey, we're hiring you to get hit in the head. And it's like, okay, got it. And then you go show up on the first day of work, and you're like, I'm not getting hit in the head. It's yeah, like, yeah. wait, what? Like, like that yeah, was... you signed up for this. Yeah, like... exactly. It's the Three Stooges. It is like, it is like a live action Tom and Jerry. It's like, you know, which is, I think, why I was so into it when I was younger, is because I didn't get into it until I was probably like in my. I don't know, preteen, basically. Okay. Uh, I didn't get into it when I was a young kid, but eventually I started watching it and it was like, oh my God, this is great. This is this is basically live action Tom and Jerry, like yeah. violent slapstick and stuff. And I was always more into cartoons when I was a kid. So Three Stooges is kind of almost like that weird gray area in between where it's very cartoony, but it is live action. Yeah, and it, it, I felt like it was a show that parents really don't mind the kids watching, even though it was violent. But it still had like a little bit of, like you said, cartooniness to it. Yeah. Um, so just real quick, uh, Joe Dorita ended up taking over Joe Besser's spot. They did a lot of film at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, then Larry suffered a stroke and couldn't perform anymore. Ooh. And that's when they kind of stopped in the 90s, or in the 70s, 1970, I think. I was going to say 1990s. No, what? no, not in the 90s. Yeah, they were, uh, actually, Dorita was still alive in the 90s, but he really? was the last one to pass away. Um, they were rumored to want to have Emold Sitka replaced Larry, and I don't know if you know who that is. No, I don't. So if you watch the old Three Stooges bit, he was a uh, reoccurring actor that did that, hold hands, you lovebirds. Oh. That's Emold Sitka, the actor, and uh, Mo was trying to get him on. I mean, they're all elder. I mean, they're in the 70s, 80s at the time, and yeah. it just kind of didn't work out. Then Mo ended up passing away, and it just kind of ended up dying from there. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think when I think of the Three Stooges... I, I'm just always reminded of Bart Simpson, you know, of course from The Simpsons, being really into them and like, you know, doing a lot of impersonations. And I think that's honestly where I kind of first got into the notion of like what the Three Stooges are is other cartoons like, or I should say cartoons, impersonating them. You know, Bart doing like, you know, curly voices and stuff like, suddenly, yeah. you know, things like that. Uh, there, I remember distinctly a Ren and Stimpy uh, episode where I think it's Stimpy watching TV and all you hear, you don't see what's happening, but you hear like, hey, Mo, I wonder what happens when I stick my finger in that light socket. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you shout ahead and like, you know, you know, it's just like I heard all that when I was younger. And then when I finally watched it, it was like, oh. This is what it is. This is why Bart loves it. This is why Stimpy watches it. You know, things like that. Yeah, even Homer does that curly spin on the floor <laughs> thing. <laughs> and uh, Zoe Berg from Futurama does a lot of uh, yeah, curly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, uh, you're right. Zoe Berg on Futurama does a lot of the, the uh, what is it, Billy West? Is that who the voice of? Uh... I know Billy West does uh, Stimpy too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. The Larry Moe and Curly, I think, really influenced yeah, think, him quite a lot. I think he lot. does a lot of that. I uh, I had met Billy West once, and he works Larry's uh, style of voice into a lot of the characters he does, like uh, Fry from Futurama. And it's funny because Larry is the one stooge that I have a very hard time impersonating. Like, like not that my Curly and my Mo are amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but like Larry is the one that I totally know that I can't do. Like in my head, I think, oh, my, my Curly and my Mo aren't that bad, but you know, like the Larry in my head is like, uh, yeah, I can't do that. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, though, uh, Glitch. So, so we've explained to the listeners what the Three Stooges are all about, and yep. you know, kind of what they mean to, to us and stuff. So, so let's actually dive into this Nintendo game. And oh boy, what a game! This is so weird. Yeah, it plays off a lot of like old sticks uh, that they used to do. Yeah, so on the show. Well, we, we can talk about the references as we go, I suppose. So so the the intro to the game is actually really funny. The game starts up, and it's Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. And the three stooges walk out, and it's like, you know, Curly's like, hey, Mo, I think we're in the wrong game. And uh, uh, Larry's like, this is a kid's game. And he's like whining and stuff. And Mo's like, shut up, you idiots. And they, they walk off, and then the actual game appe- uh, uh, screen appears. What's funny is uh, I put this game in to play it, to do research, and my wife Danielle was sitting with me, and she's like, oh, what are you doing right now? I was like, oh, I got to play this game for research. And she goes, Ghostbusters 2? And I was like, oh, you'll see. 
that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so yeah, the the game starts, and it, it is. It's it's very reminiscent of a. a, a of an episode of the Three Stooges, mm-hmm. Larry, Moe, and Curly are just walking down the road, and they arrive at an orphanage. And this lady is like, "Oh no, this evil man is going to shut me down, and I need, you know, all this money to like pay rent and like fix up the orphanage." Mm-hmm. And and the Three Stooges are like, "We'll take care of it." Yeah, because, don't worry, lady, we'll help you. Yeah, that's honestly what a lot of these old skits were. Is the Three Stooges like either? having bleeding hearts and, and wanting to help like some poor old lady or something, you know, because they just like, you know, they didn't have real jobs. They were able to just do whatever. And so that was kind of the gimmick. And so the game starts and you have what, 30 days. Yeah. So you have 30 days to raise the money. Uh, it shows like a board with six tiles mm-hmm. and a hand and the hand will move randomly on the screen mm-hmm. and select one of the tiles. And each tile has either like a mini game or a pressure luck kind of style of, you know, will I get money or lose money or lose or whatever, money? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have the list of games? I got the list right here. I, I only uh, I only know some of them. I don't know if I know all of them. But uh, the first one, which is uh, when I've played this game, uh, which I never owned this game when I was younger. I never rented it. I only played it years after the fact. So I don't have a lot of experience with it. But uh, the one that I think I, I remember the most is the boxing game mm-hmm. because it's based on the the gag where uh, Larry, Moe, and Curly find out that, what is it, Curly is an amazing boxer so long as he listens to Pop Goes the Weasel? Yeah, it's, it's based off the 1934 short Punch Drunks. Uh-huh. Uh, Moe is a down-and-out boxing manager uh, meeting with his boxers at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Larry is a struggling violinist who offers to play music for the restaurant, and Curly is a waiter at that restaurant. <laughs> So while he's taking the order of the boxers, he upsets them, and they get angry and start pushing him around. So Larry, as the violinist, uh-huh. starts to play Pop Goes the Weasel to find out that it angers Curly, and he gets like the strength and just beats all the boxers out cold. That's and then great. Moe's like, oh, we need to hire you for to box. And what so the three gag. of them get together, and yeah, it's like they go to boxing arenas to these fights, and Larry's in the crowd playing his violin, to Pop Goes the Weasel, and Curly wins every match. And so the, the, at the end of that uh, uh, short, that film short, they the violin breaks, and so Larry has to go running around looking for like a radio, right? Yeah, it's like the big bout, and he's facing this guy called uh, uh, Killer Kilduff. And in the game, they actually put an extra L. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Oh, that's yeah, kind of weird. They kill with two L's, which makes sense. But in the in the short, it's just one L and kill Duff. Hmm. But yeah, the uh, Curly falls into the crowd, breaks the violin, and Larry like scrambles and runs off to to find out how to get this music. He get, approaches a radio that's playing Pop Goes the Weasel, <laughs> just snags it, <laughs> runs back to the to the arena, and as he gets there, the song stops playing. <laughs> so he has to run back out. He ends up like stealing a truck that's playing the music. It's like one of those like. Uh, you know, like like when there's a political event, somebody will be on a vehicle oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. the music playing and the speakers. He steals one of those trucks that's playing it over and over and just drives it straight through the wall of the arena. And uh, <laughs> Curly wins, and he then starts knocking out Larry and Moe and starts going towards the crowd, and it just kind of fades <laughs> at that point. But, uh, yeah, so the uh, the game, the 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 that game, you're running to the radio station. Yeah, to, to grab the radio, radio and then come back. And the I don't remember the controls being like amazing or anything. I don't remember them being horrible. I remember them just kind of being average. Uh, am I like uh, what would you, how would you say the controls are? No, and especially in that one. That one, so Larry's trying to dodge ladders and dogs and fire hydrants. And it's it wasn't easy. It's it's very difficult and it's very like touchy. So you got to move up and down. And if you're too far up, you trip over blocks. If you're too far down, you trip yeah. over poles. It's that, I remember being that's a little a very frustrated, frustrating yeah, level. when I played that one. I uh, but so yeah, that that one's uh, there's that one. There's the one the one that I think I I didn't understand in the least was like the uh, the soup eating contest, the oysters and crackers. So that one is very annoying because uh, it's curly eating soup, raw oyster soup, and he puts his cracker in there, and the oyster's still alive in the soup, and it's grabbing the crackers. Uh huh. And every time you miss one, uh, it, the game stops, and then curly. Makes the, you know, the, yeah. Um, So that one is actually Mm -hmm. based on a part of an episode. So Crackers is the name of the game. There's 12 games in total. 
Are there uh, that many? Yeah, there's actually, well, there's 12 like choices. Oh, okay. okay um, so okay. Crackers is based on a scene from the 1941 short uh, Dutiful But Dumb, where their photographers click, clack, and cluck sent to Bulgaria to, to, by their editor to take photos of a death ray gun. They end up getting caught by the government in Bulgaria and you know sentenced to death or whatever. But at the end of the episode, they get out and they get to this restaurant and Curly orders the raw oyster soup. And every time he goes to put a cracker into the soup, the oyster go you know grabs the cracker and he gets you know frustrated. At the end of the episode, he gets so mad that he ends up shooting it with a gun. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But yeah, so it's a cracker eating contest. Uh, every time you grab a cracker, you get ten bucks, and if you finish the bowl, you get fifty bucks. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also, uh, oh, what was the other mini game I was thinking of? The boxing, the oyster one, and... Uh, Is it the waiters? I don't know if it was the waiter one. Is it the doctor one? I don't know if it was the doctor one. I'm trying to think of what the other one was I'm thinking of. Because those are the four like big ones. Oh, well, let's go through the others. Yeah, then. so so the waiters is uh, Help Wanted Waiters, which is based on the 1941 short in the Sweet Pie and Pie. Mm-hmm. Where three women are willed an inheritance, uh, their lawyer convinces them to marry three men on their deathbed, or that are on uh, death row, um, but they end up being pardoned from the hanging, so they go back to the wives who are angry at this time because they're still alive, and try to like make them into sophisticated gentlemen, which ends up backfiring because <laughs> they end up passing, uh, and then they end up having this big dinner hoping that they destroy the place, which they end up doing, uh-huh. and it's a big pie fight. Oh, yeah, the pie fight. I That's the one I'm thinking of. Yep. Uh, so they go in the game, they go to the hoity-toity club. Hoity-toity. Uh, the Stooges must throw pies at three guests on the other side of the room. Uh, for every pie you hit the guest, you get 10 bucks. If you reach the end of the stage without getting hit five times, you double your money. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then what are the other mini games? Uh, help Wanted Doctors, <clears throat> excuse me, based on the 1940, uh, 1931 short Men in Black. And you might know this one because it has that uh, paging Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that episode in uh, the, the hospital is called the Lost Arms Hotel. Uh, Hospital. Lost arms. Lost arms. Um, every time they get paid, they get paid that. Uh, in the episode, in the short, um, every time they get paid, they find unique ways to get to the other part of the hospital. First, uh, they're riding a tandem bicycle, the three of them. Then they're riding on top of a horse. And at the last time, they're riding three go-karts throughout the hospital. So the stage <laughs> is you're following a stretcher that's being pushed through the hospital, and you're in your go-karts chasing it. And you have to collect plus signs that get you $5. And if you reach the end of the stage, you get more money. Okay. But there's like other stretchers coming the other direction. There's people in crutches. There's other people in wheelchairs. (laughs) And every time you get hit, you get knocked back. That's great. Uh, There's a trivia section, which asks you three Stooge-themed trivia questions. Each correct answer is 200 bucks. Yeah, so you you have this trivia, and you have these like little like you know like oh you won money like you know take all this free money or whatever and all these mini games. Yeah, and so yeah, the basic gimmick is that you have what like thirty turns, is it? So it's it's either thirty turns or there's also mouse traps that you can accidentally accidentally click on. Every time you click on a mouse trap, you lose a finger on the hand. If you lose all four of your fingers, then it's over. Then it's over. So whatever money you have at that point. You get that ending, and there are three different endings. Yeah, so so let's run through those endings then. What uh, what uh, what kind of endings do we have? Because I I've seen the, I saw online the the good ending. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, there's a there's an ending where you don't get any money. It's just a game over. Oh, okay. Um. Then there's the under five thousand. Or that's the, that's it. Uh. Over five thousand, under ten thousand, you save mom's orphanage. She can you know pay the rent to the bank, and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. If you get $10,000, you save mom's orphanage and you help with repairs. So at the beginning of the game, you pass by mom's orphanage and the sign's dilapidated. There's yeah, post yeah. window. Uh, there's, uh, you know, the windows are all janky. It just looks bad and dilapidated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you fix it up and it looks real nice. If you get over 20000 you save mom's orphanage, you help with the repairs, and you have enough money left over for the Stooges to marry her three beautiful daughters. I have a question. What's up? Did she just give the Stooges a bunch of orphans to marry? Uh, she pimped out her daughters. That's weird. Absolutely. <laughs> but that is very reminiscent and keeping with 
the Three Stooges, because there's a lot of uh, skits where they would do, uh, or, or films, I should say, more than a skit, uh, where it was like, you know, them getting married or that, that them having girlfriends or wives that like, you know, they had to make happy or or whatever the case may be. So, like, it is kind of it's it seems very weird. It's like, oh, the three students yeah. got married. But like, really, they were married in probably a quarter of the films oh, yeah. they like, were in, you know, them getting the dames was always like a bit that they did on the shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The dames, <laughs> good lord! I uh, so yeah the the that that's basically the Three Stooges game. Like that's you know like pretty much what there is to it. It's like this like mini game collection. Yeah, there's like uh you get money randomly. You can go to the bank and it'll say like, oh uh, thank you for returning the money of the safe that fell on Curly's head. Here's five hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really, I, I think that's the biggest thing I appreciate about this game is the fact that they they really nailed the source material. Yeah, it was definitely they knew the 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 Stooges. Yeah, they definitely knew the material. Uh, they worked it into the game, I think, pretty well. I mean, if you would have thought, you know, oh, a Three Stooges game, what is that all about? Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, they took stuff from the episodes. Uh, and worked it into mini games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the you know, and you got to think there are so many licensed games from around this era that didn't have anything to do with the movies they were a part of. Like if you look at like the Jaws video game for for Nintendo, you know, you're like swimming around and like collecting seashells and stuff. Like it's stupid. It has nothing to do with the movie. Like uh, Back to the Future Part Two and Three. Have you ever played that game? Bad. Nothing like the movie. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Crummy. Even the first Back to the Future video game. Unless that's the one we're thinking of. No, the first one actually has a lot to do with the movie. I mean, like, yeah, but it's still a bad game. I like it. I don't think it's bad. You have bad taste. Well, guess what you're playing for Retro Relapse now. Oh, son of a... I... <laughs> I shouldn't have opened my mouth. So, I... Uh, yeah, so, but the... That's the the big thing is is you know that it, it it like much like the first Back to the Future game glitch it did nail its source material where it knows what it's you know doing and knows its crowd I mean heck like I would have never known the trivia when I was a kid for the Three Stooges like trivia questions oh, yeah. you know oh yeah like who, know. who knows when Mo was born like what year yeah nobody would know that except somebody like your pops except my dad yeah who's gonna know who's like hey pops how many kids did Larry have. <laughs> Three. All right. Awesome. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> yeah. See, like I would have no idea. I would have been in an empty room and be like, "Does anybody know when, when they first began?" No. All right. Never mind. Hey, Dad. What type of act were the Three Stooges? Vaudeville. All right. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> hey, hey. Does is there anybody? No. There's nobody. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go back to playing my Virtual Boy. I'm gonna be yeah, a couple of virtual boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, so yeah, the the Three Stooges, you know, game really, really does pull off the the you know, the the source material, which is which is awesome. And you know, so so this is my kind of final question here for you before we uh, dive into like the you know more speedrunning aspect of the game if there is speedruns of the game there is uh, oh wonderful uh but what was your favorite mini game because you you played this game a whole heck of a lot more than yeah me. i did i we, I played we played this game a ton uh the waiters game where you play throwing the pies now when we got to gather the boys we mm-hmm. would each have our you know our game that we play like i said and that was mine so like my brother would hand me the controller when we got to that game, uh-huh. and I would dominate. Like I was just like unstoppable. That's Never great. get hit. Hit every person with their pies, and so that was always my favorite game. And with that specific one, I don't know why it's like this designed in the game, but when you first play it early in the game, you only get like a minute of gameplay. So you, mm-hmm. at, at the most, you can raise like seven hundred bucks. Sure. But towards the end, like when you're close to day thirty, you can raise like four thousand dollars a turn. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. I wonder why they designed it that way. It just I don't know why maybe later in the game they're like, oh, we'll help you get, earn more money and get towards that 20000 So here's more time. I see. That's my guess. I don't know. The only other thing I can think of is like, you know, it's the reward for surviving as long as you have and not ending the game early or whatever. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's the only thing, other thing I can think of. The hand does speed up, by the way. So I don't know if you were familiar with this. Um, there is one... 
like type of mini game you can select where the Stooges will beat each other up. Uh-huh. And it, it's Mo in the middle. He's got you know Curly and Larry on each side. And you play as Mo and you beat up the other two. You can, you know, hit him in the nose, bop him on the head, <laughs> kick him in the shin. Uh, if you do it well enough, the hand will move slower after that turn. If you're oh. terrible at it, the hand will speed up. Weird. I watched someone do a playthrough and never do that mini game. The hand moves so fast, it's in, like pretty much impossible to select. But it'll just keep speeding up if you don't choose that mini game and slow it down. Weird. Yeah. I didn't know. I certainly didn't know that, man. Uh, I, I tell you what, though, Uncle Rich, what kind of speedrunning uh, uh, stats can you give us on uh, the Three Stooges for the Nintendo? So I found this actually quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's essentially no RNG in the hand movement. What, really? Are you familiar with the, I don't know his name, but there was a gentleman in the 80s mm-hmm. who went on to press your luck, and he won, at the time, it was the most money ever won in a, in a game show. Because he knew the pattern of the cycle to select for pressure luck. Really? And that's essentially how this is. There's a pattern based on where the hand starts. Oh. So one of the runners, it's Cananaphone, uh, uh, I think is his name, discovered that uh, you know it always moves in the same cycle and all the tiles are the same. So as, as it progresses... You're always selecting this. You can always select the same games based on the pattern. Interesting. Uh, the the record is held by Blood, Sweat, and Code, who use uh, Nanophone's uh, route to beat the game in four minutes and four seconds. And that's wow. that's the any percent, which is getting the five thousand dollars. Oh, okay, I got you. There is a there was a run for the twenty thousand dollars, but it was pretty much just the guy playing the game. Like he didn't have any kind of route or system. He was just like, all right, I'm gonna play Three Stooges. Boop boop, beat the game. And then uploaded it as and a, it uploaded uh, it as a run, yeah. And nobody sought uh, sought to beat it. No, it's not that popular game. You know that. <laughs> oh, I feel like this is a game that you could feasibly uh, jump on. I only uh, am going for that one. But man, if you got all those uh, patterns down and you beat it in like like five six minutes, you'll have a great record. Uh, the only RNG in the runs is in the waiters game and the doctors. So even uh, uh, when you go do the doctor mini game and you're following the stretcher. The enemies that are coming at you is still mm-hmm. random. Okay. So that one still you have to like you know be lucky enough not to hit any of the oncoming objects. Right, right. I'm. And then yeah, so mm-hmm. they just select the mouse traps to lose all their fingers, and then they just end the game that way. Okay, I was about to ask that. I, that was the thing is I was thinking it's like you know ending the game early. You just pretty much get those mouse traps or whatever. Yep. Okay, I gotcha. Interesting. Any glitches in the game or anything that were uh, uncovered? No glitches I could find. Nothing? Yeah. Oh, man. They did a good job making the game. <laughs> good on that. Good job, Activision and Beam Software. I uh, I tell you what, though, uh, Glitch, let's go ahead and hear a word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll go ahead and jump into the music. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom so, the music for The Three Stooges was composed by Gavin Anderson. Are you familiar with his work? I am not. Gavin Anderson did Back to the Future for Nintendo. What? But that's got great music. Uh, oh, don't you dare. Does it? Does it, though? It's got Johnny B. Good. I mean, but you could just... As far as I'm concerned, if you want a good video game version of Johnny Be Good, you just listen to the hippie battle music from Earthbound. You got a good point there. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm still going to make you play it on Retro Relapse, though. Crap baskets. So, what we have are a few themes from this game. And, uh, oh, um, it's- they're not... Uh, yeah, it's not good. It really isn't. The soundtrack, <laughs> it's just really bad. I forget, we played a song, which was the Three Blind Mice, when we were like looking up the songs, and I thought my head was about to explode. 
it, it was, yeah, it's not great. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and play a few of the songs that we thought were tolerable. Yeah, we'll save you guys from the horrible ones. Yeah, we'll, we'll just, these are a few tolerable ones. So this is the Doctor Wanted. This is the, the, do, uh, the Doctor minigame. Uh, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Maybe it would change a bit, but it just is what? the same thing over and Why'd over. Would you lower the volume? The best part was coming up. What are you doing? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not. Uh, so that is actually a Three Stooges song that they came out, which is called the Alphabet Song. Uh, and that's just the 8-bit version of that. Oh. Yeah, we actually, uh, you pulled that up right before yeah, we did the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most things in the song, they, they, they're playing teachers. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and they see that on this board with that has the alphabet, but it was broken up to have the vowels in the middle. And mm-hmm. instead of realizing that, he starts singing the song, thinking, "Oh, are you just going to play it?" Or oh, uh, oh. I, I mean, I, I probably can find it for you. So you know, g- give a description of what it is. So he will say one of the letters like B, and then combine it with A. So he says B A B B E B B I Bicky Bye B O Bo Bicky Bye Bo B U Boo Bicky Bye Bo Boo. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, uh, give give this a uh, uh, listen here. So this is actually apart from uh, the Three Stooges swinging the alphabet. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, give a, a well, at least a little bit of a listen. I'll give you the idea in a nutshell. B A B B E B B I B E B I B O B O. I'll give you the correct demonstration. Cutie pie, pound those horse teeth. B-A-B-E-B-E-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-
and yeah, that's uh, uh, it, it reminds me so much of like the the you know cartoon themes. I, uh, you know, so so as far as that goes, I uh, you know it reminds me almost of the opening to like Merry Melodies or something, you know. Yeah, a little bit. It does sound a lot yeah. like Merry Melodies. And uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much uh, the Three Stooges. It's uh, uh, mm. a very interesting game i i i'm more intrigued by just the fact that it's so like you know does such a good job with all the source material you know uh compared to like something like what i'm normally infatuated with like the music Mm because let's face it the music is not especially yeah it doesn't doesn't do well i think for me obviously we have a personal relationship with Mm -hmm. the stooges so i often wonder like would i even like this game if i wasn't a fan of the three stooges yeah and i don't think i would i don't think i would have been i don't think this game is as Good without knowing the material. Oh no, I I would absolutely agree with that. It is it is if you slapped out the Three Stooges, removed the some of the humor, you know that Three Stooges style humor, and it was just like, hey, here's this mini game series. Like this is how they function. It'd be like this kind of sucks. Yeah, you know, and it it you know there's definitely games like that that you know where nostalgia. And, you know, you're, you know, the sort of the source material or whatever is, is kind of carrying it a bit. And I don't think that necessarily makes it a bad game. You know, I, I think for especially anybody who's a fan of the Three Stooges, it's definitely worth checking oh, yeah. out, you know, for sure. Uh, but even just, you know, uh, uh, fans of uh, old Nintendo games, this is it's it's an interesting enough game that it's definitely worth checking out in that it is a bunch of just mini games. It almost reminds me of like a precursor to like a Mario Party. Absolutely. Yeah. I can you know. see that. I uh, but I'm uh, glitch. I tell you what is uh, there anything else you wanted to say on the uh, matter of the Three Stooges uh, before we uh, jump into our retro relapse? I mean, I say go out and give this game a try. I mean, it's it's very inexpensive. You can buy, I think, the cartridge on eBay for like six bucks. Yeah, that's not so. Bad it's at even all. worth just having it in the collection. Give it a couple tries. See if you enjoy it, and uh, it, you know, it's pretty good for. And I, I would say the mini games by themselves are fun enough, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of replay. Woo, 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 woo. Hey, you knucklehead. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. All right, so for today's Retro Relapse, uh, we're talking about Dusty Diamond's All-Star Softball. Dustin Diamond's from Say by the Bell came out with it. Wait. Huh? Oh, wait, du- what? <laughs> oh, Dusty Diamond's. That's right. That's right. Wait, this isn't a Say by the Bell-based video not, game? This is not a uh, Say by the Bell spinoff Aww. softball game. No, it's Dusty Diamond's, which I don't know what Dusty two dusty diamonds could be I, I mean honestly it could be a famous softball player. I have no idea. I would I I just figured it was like a descriptor of the baseball diamond, Dusty Diamonds. Although it is a, a possessive apostrophe over the S, Dusty Diamonds. Almost yeah, it's not like it's, it's a multiple diamonds. It's yeah, someone's diamond. It's, yeah, that is kind of weird, huh? I. Uh, so it's a, a a baseball game for Nintendo. Yeah, know? and you have a f- huge roster of characters to choose from. A ridiculously enormous roster. It was insane. Like, when I made my team, I had no idea what I was doing. I just started randomly clicking Oh, things. you just, like, clicked the first, like, six or eight, uh, nine players. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I was just like, all right, whatever, let's try these guys. But, like, you, you have, like, it's a, like almost like a fantasy game. So you have, like, this devil guy you can have on your team, uh, Diablo. You can have... Uh, the witch Zelda, uh, you can have like, like ogres and stuff. Like, uh, uh, one of the characters is, uh, I remember distinctly is an oni, a Japanese like ogre demon. You know, he's the one with like the uh, tiger skin pants or whatever, uh, with like the horn on his head. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, you have all this ridiculous stuff, and the the baseball field itself or softball field itself is is in a weird place like the one we fought, uh, played at was like a, a cliff yeah it was on a cliff and so the, the ball rolled off the screen it was a ground rule double if it was fair or if it was on the other side foul it was an out mm-hmm. and yeah there, i mean there's characters that fly so there's there's <laughs> one person who because i had played this game before you guys came over uh-huh um i would put him into my outfield and he could just fly into the screen and catch balls in the air <laughs> 
is ridiculous. Uh, some of them are slow. Some of them hit better. Some of them are super fast. Mm-hmm. So all of them have their own traits. It doesn't explain any of the traits. No, when you select it doesn't. Them, it just has you know their face and a name. Yeah, it, it's I. It, it's weird. It's I mean, so many other baseball games you know, in general, let alone on the Nintendo, were, you know, maybe not, like, super serious, but, you know, it was like you were regular people playing baseball, mm-hmm. not, like, demons and, and witches and well, angels. No, there and... were ones where you're robots. On the Nintendo, though? Yeah. Oh, was there? Oh, I yeah. thought the Nintendo baseball game I'm thinking of is on the Super Nintendo. There's, like, one that's uh, Superstar Baseball or something like that, oh. it's robots. I mean, but, like, do they I gotta think of, No, it's, ba- no, it's uh, I think it's called Baseball Simulator 2000. Oh, okay, that sounds and right. And that one's robots. In the far-flung year of 2000, we're going to absolutely have robots <laughs> Man, for sure. How futuristic is 2000? 19 years ago. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the, there's there's tons of different levels. It just a like I think uh, this what I'm seeing here uh, written online is 60 characters to choose from. Wow. Which is just belligerent. It's insane. And all in all, it's pretty fun. I mean, like, I, I had a pretty good time with the, the game. Uh, I felt like some of the controls were a little wonky, but, I, but they weren't that bad. Like, they were they were better than a lot of other Nintendo games, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just your standard, standard baseball game, but it had a lot of different features to it, which I thought was yeah. cool. Because, I mean, they were throwing baseball games out on the NES like crazy. I mean, there's a ton. Oh, yeah. There's a... a Almost too many baseball yeah. games on. So the it's Nintendo. nice to see that there's still some that are different than the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, a nice find. Uh, Dust, Dusty Diamonds All Star Softball is is certainly worth a look, especially if you're a fan of sports games. I uh, uh, honestly, I think on the eight bit scale, I'd probably give it like a man, maybe like a six out of eight. Oh, okay, you went a little bit higher than I think. I'm going. I'm going four and a half. Four and a half. Oh, okay. So yeah. just a bit above average. Yeah, I'm a bit above because I. This is one of those games where you'd have to either Google what characters are good, or you'd have to keep playing it over and over and over to find out which characters have the best features and strongest. I'll grant you that that is a little frustrating that they don't explain that stuff. But I will say that the just the notion that you have that much variability uh, or that much variety uh, to a baseball game is really, really kind of interesting. I, I feel like the, honestly, a more realistic approach probably would be like, you know, five-ish, you know? Uh-huh. But uh, but just the notion that I can play as my Lord Satan on a baseball <laughs> game, and a baseball game is kind of uh, just, a, it's a neat little uh, feature, you know? Man, shout out Diablo. <laughs> shout out to Diablo, and like the Oni, and the Ogres, and all the weird stuff in the game. Like, like yeah, you get, like, I, I unfortunately chose a very average team of, of players, and just like, you know, run-of-the-mill, like, standard dudes. Really, I should have gone like I should have gone looking and, and picked out some of the the crazier stuff for sure. That would have been way more fun. Uh, but I, uh, you know, you can of course uh, check out our retro relapse videos on our YouTube page. Uh, if you go to Gamezilla Media on YouTube, you can find them there. And uh, members of our Patreon will uh, get them uh, early. But uh, glitch, are you ready to chat about the continuing character theme bracket? Oh, you know I am. Oh man, these 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 choices in round two are are I, the next round is going to be even harder. But for now, we have uh, a couple of of just really solid games going against each other. Yeah, I think uh, looking at round two, how it how it sits currently, this looks like it's going to be the toughest matchup in round two. I I can imagine that. I I, I would definitely imagine that the I uh, I. Uh, the the two themes that are going against each other are both on the Super Nintendo. So so yep. you know Super Nintendo has some amazing soundtracks. Now first up, we have from Super Castlevania Four the theme of Simon Belmont. Now uh, this was composed by uh, Masanori Adachi and Taro Kudo. the The th- soundtrack to Super Castlevania Four is phenomenal. Oh yeah, it's very atmospheric. And uh, this is back when Castlevania was still on a good stride. Great music, great gameplay. It wasn't a pachinko machine. Uh, But I tell you what, uh, let's let's go ahead and give this guy a listen right here.
Yeah, it is an awesome theme. Yeah, this is, I mean, so and the one that's up next is Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. But man, I, just hearing Belmont's theme makes this that much harder, knowing how good it is. Yeah, they're they're both both themes are amazing. Uh, Let's go ahead and give a listen to Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger. Uh, This is composed by Yasunori Mitsuda, who uh, has really kind of been one of the stars of a lot of our uh, music bracket competitions. Uh, A lot of Yasunori Mitsuda music has popped up over and over again. Uh, We've seen, you know. A lot of themes from Chrono Trigger and yeah. Zeno Gears, and our, uh, I mean, our opening theme bracket had two. Yeah, two yeah, those, Chrono so. Trigger and Chrono Cro- uh, Chrono Cross. Uh, you know, so let's go ahead and give Frog's theme a listen. Theme. Oh yeah, I mean one of the best marching style themes that you can have in a video game. Absolutely, yeah. The and you know the the characters themselves too. I I think it's it's uh, a really interesting lineup that they're both kind of similar. You know the themes are are fairly different in the fact that you know Simon's is a lot more atmospheric and kind of darker and moodier, and you know Frog's is a lot more like you know like you said marchy, but. I mean, both characters are essentially like hunting down like these like lords of yeah. darkness and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, both in like that fantasy medieval kind of uh, aesthetic and stuff. So uh, it'll be this will be a really interesting matchup. This will I think this will really determine the end of our our, you know, yeah, I think bracket. one of these two is probably going to the finals. I could see that for sure. I could absolutely see that uh, there's 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 I mean, let's face it. There's not been a bad theme that we've had yet, yeah. You know, for any of our songs here, you know, uh, but I, uh, you know, when it comes to the the, the kind of end game, the finals of the uh, uh, brackets, uh, these two are going to be some uh, contenders. I would be very surprised if neither of these two are in the finals. Oh yeah, very surprised. Uh, but I. Uh, Glitch, let's uh, chat about uh, all the ways they can vote. Yeah. So what what do they got? Yeah. So. We have Facebook. You know, you can jump on our Legend of Retro Facebook, Legend of Retro's Twitter account. You have uh, the weekly votes there. You could, uh, you know, use both those votes up. You know, essentially you're getting four votes a uh, uh, every week. We do, a, you know, one of the uh, bracket competitions. Uh, on top of that, you have our Discord. If you go to GameZillaMedia.com, there's a link where you can sign up for the, uh, the uh, Discord for GameZilla Media. And, you know, you can chat with us about retro gaming, and every week we're going to have our, uh, you know, uh, votes there. And to top it off, if you're a member of our Patreon page, you're going to be able to uh, go ahead and, you know, get a vote in there as well. And that's patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. Now, Glitch, uh, what can you tell our uh, uh, listeners about our Patreon page? Yeah, so at at the $1 point, you get that vote, like Craig said. You also get extra uh, early access to our 
Retro Ups videos, which Craig also mentioned, mm-hmm. go to YouTube, GameZilla Media. You can find all of our Retro Relapse videos when we don't have guests, uh, you know, so you can get our first impressions and an actual mm-hmm. visual look at how we reacted to the game. Yeah, and maybe even see what the game's like if you've never heard it, never seen it before. But if you're generous enough, you can hit us with that $5 Patreon level and get our monthly episode of our Game Shark episode where we talk about topics. You can even find out who voted for what in our character theme bracket. Back in June, we released who voted for what. We yeah, did, we a, did draft a draft bracket yeah. with LPJ. Uh, and uh, this past week, we released an episode where Craig and I delve into what games we wish had uh, a series of toys. Yeah, like for when we were kids and stuff. So we go uh, nostalgic on uh, on that real hard. But the best part about being one of those members is you get everything from the GameZilla Media Network. <clears throat> So not only do you get our Game Shark episode, you get Smart Line, which is our Simpsons Noiseland Arcade podcast episode. You get Behind the DM Screen, which is our Noobs and Dragons D&D podcast episode. Mm-hmm. You get our GameZilla podcast bonus episode. and Pre-show. It's weekly. Oh, it's a weekly pre-show. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then a Last Action Podcast has their special. The post-credit. Post-credit uh, scene. Yep. Uh, post-credit scene. Post-credit sequence. Post credit scene. I think that's what it is. And so you get all that just for five dollars. Yeah, five dollars a month gets you a ton of bonus content. And you know, uh, not to toot my own horn, but uh, it's a lot of content that I'm a part of. Uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, I'm on the I uh, I'm on Noiseland Arcade. Uh, the glitch has been a uh, special guest on a lot of episodes. Uh, most recently, he has been on Lisa's Pony, uh, the Simpsons episode where we cover that episode. So track that episode down. Uh, you'll be able to listen to the glitch and I, as well as uh, my co-host, the Arcade Fan. Uh, talking about that. Uh, and, I mean, if you can't get enough Craig WK, you're also on Twitch, right? I am also on Twitch. That is correct. Uh, I stream uh, uh, weekday mornings uh, from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. And I'm always playing retro games or retro-inspired games. I, most, I recently played through Link's Awakening on the Switch, which is new but old, but it's old, it counts. And so, yeah, and so, uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, Noobs and Dragons, where I do a uh, D&D podcast. So if if you're thinking, like, I need more Craig (laughs) and the Glitch, you have these other avenues. And, in fact, if you like that smelly jerk Chops, who hasn't been around uh, the last few episodes, uh, make sure to uh, check out season one of Noobs and Dragons, because he was one of the players on that. That was a great season. That was was solid. So, uh, so yeah, if if you're into uh, The Legend of Retro, uh, oh, there's also Xander, but he's only on Legend of Retro, so you got to catch him here. Sorry. Poor Xander. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, if if you are looking for more content with us, make sure to check all that out. A uh, ton of fun, all those other shows. Uh, but let's face it, the most fun is on The Legend of Retro. The Legend O Retro. Can't top it. You can't, you can't do it. Impossible. Nope. Best retro video game podcast, according to Craig. Hands down. Yes. I stand by that statement. <laughs> uh, we couldn't recommend it enough. <laughs> We cannot recommend it enough. That is true. But I think that, uh, so this is, uh, that's it. That's Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah. That's Dusty Diamond's All-Star Softball. And our uh, uh, music bracket, of course, uh, where we, you know, have you guys voting on your favorite, uh, you know, songs, which we chose, not because we think they're the best, but because that's what we just prefer, what we love. And our opinions are more, the most important. That is true. <laughs> our opinions are the most important thing. It's, 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 it's all about us. It's all about the, your uh, hosts. Uh, but I think that's going to wrap everything up. So we're, we're uh, going to catch you next time when the legend continues. continues.